0: Tell me who hath believed, hath believed our report, and to whom is it revealed, the mighty arm of the Lord.
1: Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Smith Wigglesworth shared about a day he was asked to visit a woman who was dying. When he got into the room where the woman was, he saw immediately that there was no hope as far as human age was concerned. She was suffering from a tumor, and it had sapped her life away. She would not live through the day. A little blind girl led Smith to the bedside. A compassion came over Smith Wigglesworth. And as he puts it, it broke him up. He wanted that woman to live for the child's sake. As he looked at her, he knew there was no possibility of help except that the Lord would do a miracle. But thank God Smith knew that God was able. He said to the woman, I know you are very weak, but if you wish to be healed and cannot lift your arm or raise it up at all, it might be possible that you could raise your finger. Her hand lay upon her bed, but she lifted her finger just a little. Smith Wigglesworth said to his friend, we will pray for her and anoint her with oil. As soon as they anointed her, her chin dropped. There was a stillness of death that followed. And the pastor, Smith's friend, looked at the woman and said to Smith, she's gone. In the words of Smith Wigglesworth, when God pours in his compassion, it has resurrection power in it. Smith picked up the woman, carried her across the room, put her up against a wardrobe and held her there. He looked into the dead woman's face and said, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke this death. He said, in the name of Jesus, death, Come out. From the crown of her head to the sole of her feet, her whole body began to tremble like a leaf. Then Smith said, In the name of Jesus, I command you to walk. She did. And she walked back to her bed, totally healed. Smith's friend, the pastor, went out and told the people that he had seen a woman raised from the dead. The woman's doctor heard of it and he went to see her. He said, I have heard from Mr. Fisher, the elder, that you have been brought back to life and I want you to tell me if that is true. When she affirmed it, he asked, dare you give your testimony at a certain hall if I take you in my car? She said, I will go anywhere to give it. She came to the hall looking very white, but there was a lovely brightness on her face and this is what she said. For many months, I have been going down to death, but now I want to live for my children. I came to the place where it seemed that there was no hope. I remember that a man came to pray for me and said, if you cannot speak or cannot lift up your hands, if you want to live, move one of your fingers. I remember moving my finger, but from that moment on, I knew nothing else until I was in heaven. She said, I must try to tell you what the glory was like. I saw countless number of people, and oh, the joy and the singing. It was lovely, but the face of Jesus lit everything up. She said, just when I was having a beautiful time, the Lord suddenly pointed to me without speaking, and I knew I had to go back. The next moment, I heard that man say, walk in the name of Jesus. If the doctor's here, I'd like to hear what he has to say. The doctor arose, and he tried to speak, but he couldn't at first. His lips quivered, and his eyes looked like a fountain of water. He said at last, for months, he had been praying. He felt that there was no hope. And he had told them at the house that the woman wouldn't live not much longer. He said, in fact, it was only a matter of hours. But then he acknowledged that a miracle had been wrought. And listened to his words, through the name of Jesus. Amen. Not through Smith Wigglesworth. A miracle through the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Let you and I apprehend it. The power is in his resurrection. I have a great song for this. It's ministered here by Terry Brown. That's what the cross is for. Go seek that power.
0: Is your mind confused and cluttered? life has you back against the wall mercy's been there in the shadows your heart won't let him in at all there's a cross of pain where Jesus bore all the burden of your sin a place where dying deep inside your life wells up again he Eternal life you'll gain He's standing by your door That's what the cross is for Oh my friend, I've been where you are Lost in that cold and lonely place Your mind is filled with such despair Pain is etched upon your face Listen to the answer is the cross. You'll find Jesus there. It's true. Oh, I too was lost. I've been set free. He'll do the same for Is for. That's what the cross is for.
1: Let's begin with prayer. Father, your compassions fail not. Father, I want to remind you Your compassions fail not. Let the power of my Lord be great. And I remind you, your compassions fail not. Thank you, Father. Father, open our eyes that we can see. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Father, turn us from darkness unto light, from the power of Satan unto God. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. That was a neat way to open that. I did not expect to do that. But I want to tell you about that verse, Thy compassions fail not. When I was a school teacher in Texas, I was told by more than one teacher And we saw some very difficult situations that we had to deal with. And more than one teacher came to me and said, Kathy, I don't understand how you can stand in that and be so hard and be so stone-faced while we're dealing with what we were dealing with. And, you know, I didn't tell them, but I knew that emotion at the times that we needed it weren't going to help the child. But what they didn't know was when I went back to my room and closed my door how often I would weep. Weep for the children. And I remember one time I was sitting there at my desk weeping about a certain situation. And I told God, I said, you know what, Father? I don't understand. I said, right now it feels like I've got more compassion than you do. I said, you're going to have to show me your compassion because I'm not seeing it in this situation. Well, he did. Anytime you ask God, He said, ask, and it shall be given. And I asked him to show me, and he did. I'm going to give you some of those verses. I'm going to start in Mark 1, verse 40. This is Jesus, and it says, There came a leper to Jesus, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, and saying to him, If thou wilt, thou can make me clean. And look what happened to Jesus. And Jesus moved with compassion, moved with compassion, put forth his hand, touched him, and said unto him, I will be thou clean. You know, my idea of Jesus when he was on this earth earlier was that he did that out of obligation, that that was his job, that compassion had nothing to do with it. But this word says otherwise. Let's go to another one. I'm going to go to Luke 7, and we're going to begin in verse 11. And it came to pass the day after that Jesus went into a city called Nain. I love this passage. And many of his disciples went with him and much people. And when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother. And she was a widow. She had nobody left. And much people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, He had compassion on her. He had compassion on her. Now look what the compassion of Jesus did. He did not walk up to her and grab her hand and pat it and say, Honey, everything's going to be all right. That's not the compassion of Jesus. What was the compassion when the leper came to him? What was that kind of compassion? Did Jesus hold his hand and say everything's going to be all right, you'll be with Jesus pretty soon. No, Jesus healed him. But what did the compassion of Jesus do in this place? It said, and he said unto her, Weep not, what did he do? And he came and touched the bear. And they that bore him stood still. And he said, for the mother's sake, young man, I say unto thee, arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak. Is there any more compassion than that? The young man was dead. He didn't need compassion. But the woman was what Jesus had compassion on. And she raised her son from the dead. Do you hear me, mothers? Go to Jesus in the name of your children Go to them in the name of your children, and he'll hear you. Now, the next verse. I'm going to read some. We're not going to go there, but we're going to read some verses about the compassion of Jesus. Matthew 9, 36. But when Jesus saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Matthew 14, 14, And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them. This is our Savior, not doing it out of obligation, doing it out of compassion. He said, And He healed all their sick. Do you see what that compassion of Jesus does? It has the resurrection power in it. He healed all their sick. Matthew 15, 32. Then Jesus called his disciples unto them and said, I have compassion on the multitude because they continue with me now three days and have nothing to eat. I will not send them away fasting lest they faint in the way. What did his compassion do? It fed 5,000 people. I'd say that's compassion. And then Mark 5, 19. This is the gathering, the gathering. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not After he was healed, the gathering was healed, every devil cast out. And he wanted to be with Jesus, but howbeit Jesus suffered him not and said unto him, Go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord has done for thee and has had compassion on thee. What was the compassion of Jesus on that insane man? He healed him. That was the compassion of Jesus. Now, what was in Jesus that gave him such compassion? I want you to turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And I'm going to begin in verse 18. And this is Paul speaking. He said, And all things are of God, who has reconciled us unto himself. By Jesus Christ. Do you hear that? All things are of God who has reconciled us, you and me, reconciled us unto himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation to wit that God was in Jesus. God was in Christ. Why was God in Jesus? Why was he in Christ? reconciling the world unto himself. What was God doing in Jesus? He was reconciling you and I to him. That was the reason Jesus came. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that who would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. The father was in Jesus, reconciling, bringing you and I back to him. To him, the father was bringing you and I back to the father, not just to Jesus, but to himself, the father. The father was bringing you and I back to himself. If you're a father, you would understand that. If you're a mother, you understand that. Bringing the children back to yourself. You say, would he do that for me? Would he have that compassion on me? You know, before I go to the last verse, I had a situation where I got news that a woman that I was aware of had a new, a premature grandchild, prematurely born. And they sent out word that that child wasn't eating. And they said, the doctors told them, if the child doesn't begin eating, we're going to lose the baby. You're going to lose the baby. And the Spirit of God quickened me. Duel spoke a little earlier about being stirred in the Spirit. My spirit was stirred. And the anointing was pushing up in me. And I was praying for this premature baby. You know what? I wasn't the only one praying. But I know the Spirit of God and it was in me strong. And you know what I prayed? It was, a, it was an interesting prayer. I'd never prayed it that way before. I said, Father, your compassion's Fail not, Your compassion fails not. And I was praying for the baby, I was praying for its mother, and I was praying for its grandmother. Father, your compassions fail not. I knew, I knew I had the ear of God. And you know what I heard the next day? I heard these words. It's a miracle. The baby's eating. The baby's eating a lot. That is the power of the resurrection. That is the power that God brought to us through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. How did the Father reconcile you and I to Himself? He put our sin on Jesus, He put our iniquities on Jesus, He put our sicknesses, our diseases, Everything that separated us from God, he put it on the body of Jesus on the cross, and Jesus paid for it. And Jesus went to hell for you and I. He paid for that in hell for you and I, why? Cuz the Father sent him to do so. And then the Father saw the saw the travail of Jesus soul, and he was satisfied with that sacrifice. He was satisfied with what Jesus did for you and I, and he raised Jesus and you and I from the dead, and you and I from the dead. Now, you want to see what the Father thinks of your situation? You want to see how God will handle you? I want you to turn to me one last verse. We're going to go to Luke 15. And this is the prodigal son. The son who left, asked his father for all his inheritance, took it and went and spent it on harlots and money and and what did they say? Riotous living. Riotous living. What do you think riotous living is? You fill in the blank. But he spent it on riotous living. And I'm going to begin in verse 17. He had nothing left. He said, and when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father has bread enough in despair and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father. Now, this is a son that has been in sin. Sin, as you would say, good sin, real good sin. He said, I will arise and go to my father and say unto him, father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. So he decides to go back to his father. Now listen to this next verse. And he arose and came to his father. Now this is a parable that Jesus is speaking. And who's he talking about? He's talking about your heavenly father. He's talking about what your father will do, your heavenly father will do if you go back to him. He said he arose and came unto his father. But when he was yet a great way off, a great way off, his father saw him. And what did he do? He had compassion. He had compassion. The son coming back to the father and the father had compassion. And he said... He ran, the father ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. The father saw him a long way off, had compassion on him, ran to him and fell on his neck. Do you know that the father will do the same thing with you? With whatever you're in, whatever you're involved in and whatever you need out of, be it sin, sickness, poverty, whatever it is, you go to the father And He will see you coming a long way off, and He'll have compassion on you. And He will go to you and He will get you out of that situation. Why? Because that's His nature. His compassions fail not. I have a beautiful song here that'll minister you these words. It is done by the My Girls. It is your love. Let it minister to you. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the musicians from Water of Life Church. She'd love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at Kathy, K A T H I E, at KathyDavidsonWOL.com. That's W O L for Water of Life. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, P O Box 861327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.cathydavidsonwl.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.